Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to This is Maria. Today, we're talking about how your hair color impacts your energy, or rather, what are the different attributes, energetic attributes of people with different natural hair color. I figured this would be a fun topic to dive in, especially since I did an episode on the color of your eyes and what that means for you energetically and spiritually. And that was, you know, you guys really like that one. So I figured we would keep going. Now, before we dive in, I have a very, very special announcement to make. Really, really happy to make this one, actually. I am starting what I am referring to as the healing circles. Uh, the healing circles are a series of events, um, digital events, online events that I'm going to start hosting. And um, each event is going to be devoted to a particular topic that I select. The topics are not going to be selected at random. Usually before selecting a topic, I scan the collective energies. And there's always something happening in the collective. And there are certain wounds, shall we say, or certain agenda items that come up for humanity all the time, just based on where the energies are. And sometimes they feel called to help heal a particular wounding or particular distortion, energetic distortion or otherwise, in the collective human family. And um, that is why I decided to start doing these events, because unfortunately, the constraints of my podcast and channeling experiences, as well as the meditations, don't allow me to do the healing and the deep level that I can and that I should be, frankly, for this planet. And so the new format. Now, that new format, it is, like I said, a digital event, and it is devoted to a particular topic. And it is a very hybrid experience. And what I mean by that is it is both channeling, it is healing. So there is going to be deep-seated healing taking place um, during each of these events based on a particular topic that we um, we agree on or we call out. And then there is going to be a guided experience. So um, almost like a meditation on steroids, potentially light language channeling, as well as an opportunity to do a live Q&A where you ask the questions and I provide the answers. Very similar to what is happening during um, the, the times when I'm being asked by the collective. Only in this particular instance, during the event, you guys are going to be asking the, the questions um, and not the collective consciousness of humanity. And yeah, at the end of it, uh, my intention for each of these events is that during the event, you make a real dent in the issue that we're working through. So the first one that I'm going to be doing is around healing the witch wound on December 2nd. In January of 2024, there is going to be the one around activating your etheric wings. Now, my intention is to do different healing circles um, about once a month, although sometimes I'll, you know, I'll miss a month based on where the energies are. Um, sometimes I'll do two events or even maybe three events in one month, although that would be more of an outlier. But I have so much uh, ground to cover with you guys. There's just, I, these are going to be so much fun. I can already tell. If you're interested to check out the upcoming events, um, the schedule and like reserve spot, you can go to thisismaria.com, Maria with a Y M A R I Y A, and go to the tab called Live Events. Um, that tab is going to have the list of all of the upcoming colon workshops, but I really, I love calling them the healing circles. So I wholeheartedly invite you guys to join me during one of those special, um, special meetings that we're going to have together. Alrighty, on to our agenda for today. I've been torn about doing this particular one. I'm not going to lie. 
Uh, despite the fact that you guys really loved the episode about the, the color of the eyes and what that means, you know, there are a few folks that have been skeptical about this whole situation. Now, you, if you've been listening to me enough, you know that prior to incarnating in a body, at soul level, your soul chooses everything about your experience, everything around, shall we say, the incoming settings of your experience what kind of family you're going to come into, where where you're going to be born, like what country, obviously the, the timing on your birth, all of these things are pre-planned. And the phenotype, right, like your, your what you're going to look like is determined prior to birth. It is extremely intentional. And part of the reason why I'm really curious about doing these is to showcase to you guys how much every little detail counts in the grand scheme of existence. There is no such thing as randomness unless things are randomized and everything has an intention and the reason why behind so your soul your higher self was not randomly selecting your hair color your skin color your eye color there is a method behind the madness if that makes sense and so today i figured i would provide yet another layer um that could hopefully help you better understand yourself right um, I did, I've done a whole series of episodes around the life path number. That was one layer that, you know, I've hopefully helped you guys to get to know yourself better. Sometimes I get asked a question of like, okay, well, you know, uh, does the life path number determine everything about me? And the answer is absolutely not. The life path number is just one facet of who you are. In the same way that the sun sign in astrology is not going to determine the entirety of who you are. You're going to have to look at the full picture. Same thing about any of your facial features. We're going to have to look at your hair. We're going to have to look at your nails. We're going to have to look at your eyes. We're going to have to look at your jaw structure and bone structure. Um, we're going to have to look at so many different things that you come come with it into an incarnation to be able to determine, you know, who you are, what kind of energies you brought with you, and potentially even um, all of these things are going to allude to your purpose and, and why you showed up in the first place. They, a lot of them can allude to your karma. Now, taken out of context, Neither of those things would describe who you are. And also another thing that I have to factor in here and I have to preface with is this. There are only so many natural hair colors. There are only so many natural eye colors. And obviously, it would be extremely unrealistic for us to say that everybody with a particular hair color is exactly the same. There are ranges of people. And so my intention today is to show you the full range and to paint a broad picture of what your hair color means. And then you should just take the things that resonate and throw out all the rest. And that is really all there is to it. There is not, you know, um, I, I think that let's just leave it there. Now, I do provide this as a tool for you to get to know yourself better, to start getting a glimpse into the why behind certain decisions of your higher self so that you can live a more fulfilled life. And that is really um, what we're going to dive into today. Now, let me also take one step back and say something before we get to the Q&A session, because I can already tell from the collective consciousness, a lot of you are wondering, okay, if we're talking about hair color, are we talking about the natural hair color? What about if I dye my hair? If you dye your hair, you energetically, right? You're still kind of underneath all of that glamour, shall we say. You're still maintaining the energy structure of your natural hair, right? Like your natural hair color is 
camouflaged. It doesn't disappear by you, um, you know, going through the hair dyeing experience. So if you have, say your natural hair is black and you colored it red, what is going to happen is despite at face value hair color looking red to others and yourself, you know, in the mirror, um, your energy properties are going to um, be maintained or, or essentially the way your energy flows will be determined by your natural hair color. However, when you color your hair a particular shade, you do borrow a little bit of the magic of that shade also. And it's about the 80-20. So 80% of your energy would be uh, comprised off of the natural hair, hair color and about 20 from the hair color that you choose to dye your hair into. Um, now, today, I cannot go into every single color of the rainbow. Um, and we're going to mostly cover the natural hair color because that is the lion's share of the energy that you receive. And then we'll see what the questions are. Maybe we'll get through it more. Let us start with hair color black. By the way, I'm also going to do a brown. So if your natural hair color is black, what does this mean about you from the energy perspective? Very often people with black hair have very well uh, defined ideals and values. Um, usually it is like almost like a societal North Star that, and that they believe in or they pursue. And for them, um, like the world is even more so than for others, um, is divided into the black and white, right and wrong. And, um, you know, people with black hair color are actually a lot more prone to putting things inside of one bucket or the other, right? So they're very good at judgment, if that makes sense. Now, sometimes, so like, the, you know, meaning they're very logical. They can be um, very smart because of that, right? Their decision-making is, is, is very on point and very quick. However, they also refer to a lot of the kind of knowledge of the ancestors, if that makes sense, when making decisions, um, which in general perhaps is what humanity does. But because they also refer to kind of like the, the greater... Um, subconscious of humanity to make decisions, they're also not as good at discernment. And what I mean by that is this. Sometimes it would make decisions just based on what happened without really factoring in everything that is um, available to them to make the decision, right? So it's hard for people with black hair color to be intuitive in decision-making or flexible in decision-making. They're a little bit more rigid in decision-making. Uh, for instance, like the answer is X, Y, Z, because it's always been done that way. People with um, black hair color are conservative from that perspective. So they usually value things, they value traditions. Um, they value things that have been, you know, and they actually really appreciate structure. They really appreciate, call it ritual, although ritual can come in very, very um, many various forms, shapes, and sizes. Um, ritual could be I don't know, like waking up at a certain time, like you'd be a personal ritual, right? Like, and you just have to have things a very certain way, like regimented. Again, not very flexible here. Or it could be societal rituals, like, okay, like um, certain things we do as a society, and that is very much common. It may be uncommon everywhere else, but like for us, it really matters. So it's, um, yeah, very conservative and, um, Shall we say the values are very traditional as well? Um, so for a lot of people with black hair color, um, family is really important. 
respecting elders is really, really important. Authority is very important. Rule breaking is not so great. Um, you wouldn't necessarily, they wouldn't necessarily, like, they do innovate, but it's the type of innovation that is usually, again, from the old blocks. It's like, uh, take this block of knowledge and that block of knowledge, combine it together, and that is, you know, the answer and the other ha moment. Um, it's a very logical approach to decision making. Also, uh, with people with um, black hair color, and, and that's actually really, really interesting. So again, like when your soul would select a particular um, hair color, it selects the blessings that that hair color comes with and the curses, if you will, and or like the karma of that hair color. But very often people with black hair um, have an issue around uh, the feeling of shame. Um, and potentially the problem in their sacral center. So they're not as um, as self-expressed as they'd like to be. So there is a little bit of that reserved um, feel where they are, you know, they're not li li really all that liberated. And it is because people with black hair color, they don't necessarily always, like, again, society is very important. Um, what so sometimes they would act not because they a certain way, not because they want to act a certain way, but because um, their group expects them to act a certain way, and they really like following the rules. They really like, um, you know, predictability and things like that. So it's very hard for them to get outside of their comfort zone. Because of that, they're not always self-expressed. So people with black hair color often, again, as a rule, this is a, a massive overgeneralization because I'm talking about millions of millions of people, you guys. So I'm really trying. Um, appreciate uh, appreciate the challenge over here. But people with black hair color, interesting because they usually hold on to their trauma in their sacral and the throat. Um, both are centers of expression, just very different expression. So they're a little bit blocked in their expression. Um, and like I said earlier, they also may be struggling with issues of shame, personal shame. Um, that, that path into feeling ashamed of something uh, from like being normal to be feeling ashamed, ashamed of something is very quick, um, for them in particular. And so, um, there is a lot of healing potentially that needs to happen around personal self, self-expression, right? And again, why would your soul choose black hair color is because it may align with certain lessons and limitations of black hair color as, as long as the, as well as the blessings could align with what your soul chooses to walk in a particular incarnation, right? Perhaps your soul feels it's time for you to work through your issues around self-expression. It may gift you black hair color, like pitch black, like um, raven black, if you will, like really, really the blackest of black, so that all of so, so that it could be an additional tool, right? It's the energy that you bring with you that could help manifest the lack of expression in you, so you can start fixing it. So again, with um, um, raven black hair color, issues around self-expression or the lack of thereof. Sometimes it's harder for these people to speak their truth, live their truth. Um, they're a little bit more reserved as far as their communication. They tend to be a little bit more introverted, um, a little bit less outward. Even if the expression is outward, and say they are, some of them are really amazing speakers, obviously. Um, but even then, it's a little bit more regimented. It's a little bit less coming from the heart, but it's communication coming from the mind or the brain, right? So it is a little bit harder for them to be um, untethered, if that makes sense, or um, just like liberate themselves and just really like, you know, 
disregard society. Like the rebel does not come easy as an archetype. Uh, but then, of course, you know, there are exceptions to every rule. And if you find yourself with like raven black hair and you're a rebel, it's because and usually like it, it's so much harder for you to step out and become a rebel. Like so percentage wise, there are a lot fewer rebels with call it raven black hair than, for instance, with the red hair. A lot of rebels in the red hair department. Um what else? Um, they are, and despite the fact that they, you know, like I said, they're very intellectual, they can be artistic. They don't always allow themselves to express their artistry. Um, but other things that they enjoy are the word, uh, meaning like the written word. So like a lot of um, dark haired people, uh, I mean, black haired people, um, I'm going to really enjoy things like poetry. Um, reading uh, and they're very traditional, like a physical book, not an audio book. And um, that is what they find really, really pleasurable, potentially perhaps, because again, they're a little bit more introverted, a little bit more reserved compared to others. And so they're less like you're less likely to find them at a party somewhere. And you're more likely to find them either in nature or somewhere, you know, with a very small group of friends or by themselves doing the activities that they love. Um, at the same time, they are um, extremely sensitive, right? And um, it's very easy to hurt their feelings. Um, it's very easy to break their heart. It's very easy to say something that would offend them. And they also have amazing mem memories. And so, you know, they remember things that other people told them very, very well. Uh, it's like they're compartmentalizing and like storing things away to process later. Um, because enough of them, like I said, are very sensitive. And when you're very sensitive, it's very hard for you to be able to take in the world the world as it comes. Um, sometimes you feel like you need to take the world in small doses, which is why um, a lot of these people uh, kind of like memorize things as they happen to store them like for later and then obsessively think about them. And it's interestingly enough, right, because of, of this type of tendency, Enough of them develop, like enough of them are worried about things. Enough of them are nervous about life in general. And there's like a disproportionate amount of people with anxiety as well um, in people with um, pitch black hair. And again, it's um, they hold on to their trauma. So it's actually really, really hard for them to release trauma, especially in the sacral center, right? So that wounding just tends to stick around and it's harder for them to make a dent when they're doing personal work um, compared to some other people. All right. Now, uh, let's move on to people with brown hair. And I know, like, I can already tell enough of you are going to be like, so am I black-haired or am I brown-haired? You're probably the best judge of what color hair you have. Uh, black hair is more of an outlier. Most people, I think, listening to this are going to have brown hair as opposed to black because I'm talking like literally pitch black. Um, most people would have a, like a shade of brown. Um, so what does it tell um, me about you if you have brown hair? Brown hair people are usually warm, um, like warm hearted in general, very warm, very social. For a lot of brown haired people, um, their society and their social group is going to be very, very important. They're not loners. But it's important in, in a different way, not like for the um, raven black-haired people, the black-haired people. 
they're less worried about, well, society tells me to do X, so society tells me to do Y. And they are more interested and they're more worried about just keeping that sense of community. So community is really, really important to them. That call it tribal culture, call it, you know, their extended family. That's really, really important to them. Like, in fact, they drive a lot of personal self-esteem. They drive personal sense of happiness and well-being from their community. So they're very communal beings. It's almost like their hair connects them to whoever they consider to be their tribe. Yeah. And, and that may be an immediate tribe or an extended tribe. That kind of depends on the person, right? So a lot of brown-haired people tend to be very social. They tend to be a little bit more loud. They tend to be actually very outgoing. A lot of them would want to be in, you know, around a lot of people. A lot of them would want to be in parties uh, or, or like at parties rather. And they would want to interact and mix and mingle. A lot of them would want to um, be expressed. And by the way, um, for um, brown-haired people, they are usually, as a general rule, again, an overgeneralization here. They have um, a more healthy and balanced sacral um, than a lot of other um, hair colors. And so for them, things like dancing and moving their body comes very naturally. Things like sports come very naturally. They like be, they're athletic. They like moving things, you know, they like moving their bodies around. They don't always love sitting still still. Now there is exception to every rule. And also when you when I'm talking to you, you have to think about when you were a kid, right? Obviously, society conditions you. If you are a developer, meaning like you're writing code and your job is at a computer and you have to sit still on a chair for eight hours a day. And you have conditioned or trained your body to do that. And because of that, you don't even notice that you're really active. That is hardly an indication that what I said earlier is, is incorrect about brown-haired people. You have to understand, right? Like the true expression of who you are at soul level is when you were a kid. Like, um, because conditioning is real. It, it's real. Like your traumas are real. Societal expectations are real. All of these things are real. And they really change your behavior, right? So you have to think back about like what you were as a kid naturally, right? Were you active as a kid? Or were you like a little bit more reserved, right? Not what you have been coached to do or what you have been groomed to do as an adult because adult and unfortunately in, in the day of, uh, you know, in, in today's world, a lot of people work on their computers, you know, a lot, a lot of people spend time indoors, et cetera, et cetera. So just take this with a grain of salt. Um, a lot of brown haired people are very heart led instead of intellect-led. Um, granted, we live in a masculine society, so everybody's intellect-led and everybody has to have, you know, has to make like rent payments or figure out the mortgage situation. So we all are inherently numbers-driven. Um, but still, compared to the speaking, the brown-haired people are very heart-led compared to others, right? So they are going to be a little bit more sentimental, um, they may be a little bit more outwardly loud with their affection, if that makes sense. They may be, it, it, it is easier for them to express their feelings. And I don't necessarily mean romantic feelings, but in general, they are a lot more expressive. Their facial expressions may even be more expressive. Like it's hard for them to keep a poker face compared to some others. Um, as opposed to, for instance, like black haired people. They are they have very good poker faces. It's very hard for them sometimes to even express a particular emotion because they're a little bit more uh, reserved. 
Uh, whereas the brown haired people, like, okay, like they wear their emotions on their sleeves. Um, they smile a lot more. Um, they tend to a lot more optimists, optimistic people exist disproportionately high amount exists with brown haired people. So they're always like the cup half full people, or at least realists, right? Like it, pessimism is not really the trait of this people. Um, because of that, they, they, sometimes they work harder or they try harder or like they would be setting more audacious goals for themselves or they would be like, if the world knocks them down, they just get up and keep going. It's because they ultimately aren't believers. They have the hearts of true believers. And so they're just going to keep going. They're like, oh, never mind. I failed this this one time. Um, Let me try again and again. Like it would never cross their mind that like failure is finite. And so um, because of that, um, they can achieve more than others. Now, of course, over big overgeneralization, right? But um, they do have the grit. They have that tenacity, not just because they're hardworking, but because they just somehow believe in themselves. And if the, eventually, if they like work at something long enough, they're gonna succeed. And, and that's the brown-haired people. Let's so let's look at the like we kind of talked in general. Like we can look at the blessings and the curses. Uh, the blessings is these people tend to be more high energy, right? Like they're, they come usually with a resource and they usually come with a lot of resource. Now, I can already, I'm feeling like this um, little unease in the collective because enough people with a brown hair color listening to this right now are like, I don't know, what about this chronic fatigue that I am experiencing? Everybody in humanity is experiencing chronic fatigue right now. And there are many reasons for that. If you guys want me to make an episode about chronic fatigue, do let me know because this could be quite fun. I'll drop it. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop uh, drop a request in the comments because we could go for days about the reasons for chronic fatigue. And let me tell you, that's not your hair color. <laughs> there are many other reasons why. Um, but on average and in general, you guys would come with a lot more energy for brown-haired people uh, than others. Now, it's also easier for you to squander that energy away. So because you kind of come with this resource, you don't always measure where your energy goes. And because of that, you can just siphon large amounts of your energy into places that may not be productive, or that may be a little bit too much entertainment. And it doesn't mean that just because you have that resource and just because you have that energy, somehow you are automatically going to be better off than other people. Not at all. Actually, with a lot of brown-haired people, there are also people that are very easily excitable. They also have addictive personalities. So a lot of them kind of like fall up by the wayside. A lot of, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to get so much heat for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. A lot of, like I said, an addictive personality. So a lot more brown-haired people are likely to be addicted to things like alcohol, for instance, uh, just because they're like, oh, this is fun. And they like things that are fun, right? So that's the, the brown-haired people. Um, oh, what other blessings? Um, they don't hold on to emotions, negative emotions, like some other types do. So for brown-haired people, what their hair color helps them to do is to release. Um, and so, you know, they, they take things to their heart sometimes, but they also release things um, very easily from their system, emotionally specifically, right? Like it's easy for them, comparatively speaking, to process their emotions, um, to release negative emotions, they don't dwell on things. They don't necessarily hold grudges as 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 um as much as some other people. 
Um, so that's the blessings. The curses of the Browns, like I said, they have a little bit of an addictive personality. They also have, um, they don't always have the sensitivity that other people do. They're a little bit rough around the edges. Um, and again, they're an exception to every rule, but they're not the most considerate people because they're like, they think on some like subconscious level, everybody is like their body and or, like their friend is what I mean. And like, there's not always that like sense of respect or distance with another or like they have to like tiptoe around someone to try to preserve their feelings. They're a little bit too straightforward sometimes like with them, like what you see is what you get. That's why like, it's again, like I said, they can't keep up poker face. And yeah, because of that, they can be prone to hurting other people's feelings. Sometimes they bulldoze over other people. Like as parents, they can be a little bit too opinionated and too pushy. Like, I told you to do this. Why aren't you doing this? Like my way or the highway as a parent, they're a little bit less tolerant of other people's ways. Um, And yeah, they really expect their children to do the, the things that they're told. And then there's a little bit of a short fuse with patience. They're not the most patient people. And again, it comes with the territory, right? Like just how the energy moves. They're a little bit more expressed. They're a little bit more fiery, if you will. They're a little bit more warm and fuzzy. And like, you know, they they may give you the biggest hug, but they may also just get like upset at you and flip out. Like they're they're just a little bit less restrained with emotions. That's the brown haired people. Um, let's talk about um the blonde. Now, the blonde is like, there are obviously shades within blonde. I'm not, I'm not talking platinum blonde here. I'm talking like the full range of, of, of blonde, right? Um, so I guess everything that's not brown, brown, black, red, or red would probably be like some version of blonde. So the lighter hair colors. Um, we're not going to go into shades just yet, but if you have a blonde hair color, what does this mean about you energetically? Um, that means that um, you're actually, um, it's easier for you to forgive. Um, so you have like a little bit of a lighthearted type of, um, Don't you don't take things uh, personally and you don't take things close to your heart. It's um, very easy for uh, blonde people uh, or easier sometimes for blonde people to almost feel like they're a little bit of an observer more than an active participant in, in certain like fights or like conflicts, right? So it's almost like they're able to watch from multiple perspectives subconsciously. And so um, they're actually easier usually in um, in arguments. It's easier to argue with a blonde person because they are just a little bit less, they're less pushing. Um, they are a little bit more flexible in arguments, right? Um, and they, they kind of carry the, the water and air uh, elements um, inside, thanks to this hair color. Um, so they're a little bit more forgiving um, and tolerant of other people. Um, they also don't usually have knee-jerk reactions. Now, of course, of course, if you're talking to a blonde person and they've been traumatized in the past and, you know, you're having a really, really heated argument, like, can they get nasty during an argument? Absolutely. Everybody else can as well, just, just like they can. Again, I'm giving you uh, broad strokes, understanding of how this energy applies and like how it behaves in the world. So they're a little bit more flexible. They're a little bit more tolerant. 
they are also a little bit more undecisive compared to some others. It's harder for them sometimes to make decisions uh, because it's harder for them to feel true passion um, about something. They're a little bit colder as personalities as well because water and air usually runs cold compared to earth and fire, right? It's like with brown-haired people, it, even black, it was a little bit... Black is more earth. Um, brown-haired is more fire earth. So those are very warm. And so the personality is very warm. For the hair, uh, the, the blonde hair color, it's like a cool uh, personality, right? So they're a little bit more measured in, in how they react. Um, sometimes it's hard to get a reaction out of them. Sometimes it's hard to know what they're truly thinking, what, what they're feeling. But they have a lot of depth and that the water is going to give you a lot of depth. So just because you don't see that the person is reacting in the moment to something. Blonde haired people usually feel things like deeper. It's like they have 10 layers deep in their heart or in their soul, if that makes sense. And you may only be seeing the first layer or the second layer when they may be showing or projecting forth, maybe just like the top layers. What you don't know is that how deep that rabbit hole goes. And their rabbit hole can go really, really deep. And that is why actually <laughs> blonde people are more prone to thinking about situations that sometimes happened like years ago and overanalyzing. So they're the overanalyst in the room. They're going to be like, they're a good observer, like I mentioned earlier, and they're observing themselves and others, almost like an outside participant. And they're trying to always like measure, okay, like this person said that, this person looked a certain way, that person was yawning and not engaged in the conversation. And then they're going to be like, what does all of this mean? And sometimes they're going to spend hours just thinking in their busy, like their mind is busy and their head is busy. And they're trying to understand what other people said, felt, you know, et cetera. So, and that is like over analysis paralysis a little bit because, <laughs> because they, they're so deep. And they're trying to look for that same level of depth in others. The truth of the matter is not everybody has the same depth in, in, in how they feel. And not everybody's going to overanalyze to the same degree, right? And so sometimes um, it's, it's hard for blonde-haired people to relate to others because it's, it's, it's almost like they expect others to have the same depth. Um, of perception and when others don't and they feel like they're the odd ones out right and so with the blonde haired people they always are like mm, they're a little bit more likely to be lonely they are a lot more likely to feel misunderstood or somehow feel alone or feel um like they don't belong and that a little bit of the um yeah like i'm on my own i don't belong like nobody gets me uh that emo like uh, world is rough type of feel that is very prevalent in, in, in blonde people. Um, it's also because of that, it's harder for them to trust. So they have trust issues, does not come naturally to them. And it's so, it takes forever to build trust uh, with somebody who has a blonde hair color. And it's so easy to break their trust. It's like you may take 10 years of building that trust and all it is going to take is like five minutes to break their trust, right? Um, but they can be extremely loyal, right? Like if you're part of their inner circle, they're some of the most loyal people uh, because of um, how long it actually get, takes them to, to trust um, somebody. 
They are also not necessarily really good because they're a little bit, remember, they're cooler in the heart center, right? Like it's a cool archetype. It's harder for them to understand the emotions of other people and be able to relate to other people. So it again, hard for them to relate and hard for them to even empathize sometimes, although there is exception to every rule, right? Some blonde people are empaths. But in general, it's harder for them to empathize because in order to be able to empathize, you need to feel the same depth of emotion. And uh, they just, um, like, they know everything about their emotions and their emotions run deep, but they're not always able to recognize that same emotion in others. And when they try to analyze it, they don't, they don't always get to the right conclusion, if that makes sense. The blonde-haired uh, person is usually a very reserved parent. They're the parent that um, usually lets their kid kind of like run themselves, if that makes sense. So they want their kid to make their own choices. They're going to be very tolerant from the perspective of allowing their child to pick what's right for them. And they're going to be obsessive around like making sure that their kid is following their own predetermined path. Like the blonde, uh, blonde parents are actually really good from the perspective on they really are considerate of their child's needs first but because of that they can also be over accommodating they can also be the the martyr parent archetype a little bit where they tend to drown too much in in their kids needs and then they're the ones that are so prone to putting themselves last on that list and not doing the things that are right for them right like that is you know while it can be true for every kind of parent. It's even more true with blonde-haired people. Um, they do have a little bit of that martyr um, and then people-pleaser-like archetype, and then putting themselves last is definitely very much a trend. Let's look at the blessings and the curses. And um, This was like a general overview. The blessings of this hair color are flexibility, the ability to move on very, very quickly. Uh, again, don't hold grudges. Um, they're able to make decisions um, intuitively. So they're intuitive. They have really prophetic dreams sometimes. So they're, they have very, they're connected to the dreamscape. Um, it's easier for them to um, open their crown center. So crown center, um, there are just less impediments on the way to opening the crown center. And now first, because of that, they tend to live in their higher centers more often uh, than some other um, energy types. And that is a blessing and a curse. So they can be ungrounded is the curse of this. They are um, very good with the throat chakra. So they either have a very nice voice, a very soothing voice, a very memorable voice. It could be a healing voice. They can be good storytellers. They can be impactful communicators. Um they could also be uh, very um, influential artists because of that water-air connection. So the air is very much the aha moment, right? So they're really good innovators. And the water element is um, a little bit of that, like tapping into the creative collective energies and being able to make something that's truly extraordinary, truly beautiful and artistic. And so they can do both uh, of these. So they're very Aquarian, Aquarian, uh, like Aquarius, very forward-thinking and artistic and kind of like um, free souls um, a little bit. So those would be the blessings. The curses is 
it's harder for them to find their place in life, comparatively speaking, because they're less passionate than some other types. It's hard for them even internally to figure out what it is that they truly love and what excites them, because there are a lot of a lot of things in life they just feel like meh about. Like they they just like feel neither here nor there about. They're like kind of lukewarmish. Um, now the good news is when you're lukewarmish about something, you don't hate it. So like they don't hate as many things as others. But sometimes it's hard for them to like find like the one thing that they really want to do and commit to. Like there's less passion. It's actually a lot easier for um fire aspects. Like it's a lot easier for brown haired people actually to align with their passion, with their mission, and like just be on the path for the blondes. Not so easy. Uh, they may even be on the path, ironically, and still think they're not on the path. Um, they're also because they tend to overanalyze. They are judgmental. And they are judgmental of others and of themselves, right? So it's busy in their brain space. And it's busy in their mind. And they tend to overcomplicate things. Uh, because of that, they may drive themselves batty when making decisions. If, if they go through the intellect route. But at the same time, you never know. Sometimes they like intellectually, sorry, not intellectually. Sometimes they intuitively connect to the answer and all of a sudden they have an like the perfect answer in like three seconds. And you never know with the blondes. Like some things that are very simple decisions, they're going to take them literally years. It's like a Libra sign. Like they cannot decide sometimes. And other times where they're just connecting through their crowd, they're like, oh, I know exactly what we're going to do. And you're like, Okay, well, okay, I thought you were undecisive, like, how come? And they're like, I don't know, this just feels right. Um, so there's, um, they're a little bit of an oxymoron. They're like a little bit of a contrast, a living contrast. It is harder for the blondes to replenish energy um, compared to others. Now, they know that intuitively, or shall we say subconsciously. And so um, the blondes are very deliberate with their energy output. Right. So that's why they kind of like um, having a plan for the day. They like planning and thinking about what they're going to do when and where um, so that they can plan their energy reserve and like be very deliberate about um, mm, putting their energy to good use. Right. Like they're not just going to be randomly running around like a chicken without their heads because they just don't have the energy. And it's harder for them to replenish. Because they're not always able to replenish the energy through the feet. So usually with the blondes, they replenish through their hands, right? So the energy is replenished from the cosmos and the air, uh, less so the earth. And so, um, you know, usually your energy channels are bigger or thicker, shall we say, in the soles of your feet than they are in the palms of your hand. And so um, a lot of blonde people are going to feel a little bit um, less energetic is because uh, how they're feeding their body is through the hands and, and those channels are a little bit um, a little bit challenging, right? Now, the beauty of being able to uh, feed your body through the hands is that sometimes you tap into cosmic energies and cosmic energies are, um, there's like a bigger range with cosmic energies compared to the energies of planet Earth. Because planet Earth is just one planet. The energies here are fairly consistent, right? And so because of that, you may have really impressive innovation coming and like just really avant-garde like at the forefront like trend-setting stuff sometimes comes out of the blondes and you're like wow this is fantastic i don't know how you did it so that's the blondes 
Oh, redheads, my favorite redheads. Um, love them. Obviously, a smaller percentage of the population. Um, redheads are very connected to the fire. I mean, duh. Like, what else, right? They're very connected to the sun. They are also very connected to the earth and the elemental kingdom. Um, the redheads are very spontaneous. Very often, redheads are divine children incarnate. Uh, so they are a lot, like it's a little bit harder to pin them down. They don't want to be pinned down. They want to be merry and frolic around and just like have a good life. Um, because of that, they are usually lighthearted. Um, and you know, enough of them love to sing. Um, enough of them are, um, you know, they love nature. The redheads have a connection to nature like nobody's business. Very often they have a connection to, um, the plant kingdom, they have a connection to herbs. Um, and so they're, um, you know, a lot of them in the past used to be medicine women because their tinctures and their concoctions they make with plants were just something else entirely. They were fantastic. Redheads um, have a hard time with commitment. They have a hard time with settling. They have a harder time than others staying in relationships. Um, they have a harder time staying in love. They fall out of love very, very quickly. Um, and it's it, and, and and that's a little bit of that child archetype because every time you have a divine child archetype, the divine child is here to experience everything. They're here to experience the world. They're not really here to be pinned down into one boring relationship or one boring job or something. And so, you know, they always need an outlet in their life for something that is like they need one part of their life to be chaos. Like, let's say they are, they have, they may have one place in their life or a couple of places where they have made commitments. Like they could be in a committed relationship and they could be, say they have a job they've had for many, um, many years. Then there's something about their life that's going to be a big, big mess or, or like where they're going to be non-committal. Like for instance, they're like, oh yeah, I can commit to marriage, but there's no way I'm becoming a parent. Right. Or for instance, uh, another example could be like, um, they can have a very stable job, but very unstable relationships, or just cannot commit to a relationship, or just don't refuse, or, or just refuse to have one, and just want to be by themselves. So, like, it's also like redheads are a little bit like rebels and rule breakers by definition, and that is almost like the opposite of like black-haired people, because a lot of like I said, um, black-haired people tend to be rule followers, and it's harder for them to be a rebel. With the redhead, it's harder for the redhead to not be a rebel, if that makes sense. It's harder for the redhead. Like, anytime you're, like, showing a rule book to a redhead, they're like, ah, I'm going to burn this one. Uh, no no rules for me. All right? So, like, they just want to make their own way. And that, because, again, they are solar babies. They're connected to the sun. And the sun is the leader of, you know, uh, of the zodiac, like, at least in the solar system. Everything rolls around the sun. And um, they, that's why they tend to be like, you know, uh, fire starters. They, they don't like, they like to lead. They don't like to follow or they like to be original. Um, there is very often something original about a redhead, um, whether that is like some form of self-expression that they have. Yeah, because they don't like to be pinned down and they always reinvent themselves. Um, somebody who's a redhead is going to reinvent themselves until the day they die. Like that role that job is never over for them. And it's kind of beautiful because um, it enables them to maintain that curiosity all throughout their lifetime. So they learn a lot. They try a lot of hats. 
Um, they are actually um, an energy type that is least likely to be attached to a particular identity. Um, there are a lot of other people who are attached to their egos, attached to their mm, temporary self-concept. Not the redheads. They can just reinvent themselves. They can change careers really quickly. They can just, you know, they go with the flow. Um, they are extremely in tune. They are very intuitive. They are very, um, it's almost like they have feelers out there. A lot of them are sensitive, but not in a way that like, um, it's not like it's easy to hurt their feelings, uh, but they're aware, let's call it. Um, and they're aware of more than just people. They're aware of the energies around them. They are aware of, uh, you know, the elements around them. They're, they're aware of the um, nature around them. They're just aware um, they love being in nature. That is where they feel the most at home. Um, they are um, really good natural manifestors because of the solar energy connection. And if they were a season, they would definitely be fall or autumn, however you want to call it. And it's the harvesting period, right? Because they like, and they're really good at, um, you know, when they put their mind to it, um, they can create beautiful things. So they're the, the creator, creative archetype, um, manifestor archetype. They can manifest beautiful things or, you know, the type of life that they want for themselves. Like natural born manifestors, very often redheads. Um, the challenge of the redheads is their health. Health tends to be the problematic area. That is the curse of the redhead. Very often something to do with uh, digestion or a potential weight they may not always be happy with their weight um they are self-conscious yep the redhead is very self-conscious and they're very self-critical like it's almost like no matter how good they are they're still going to be self-conscious they're always going to have a little bit of that you know am i acting the right way am i talking the right way am i feeling the right way am i just the right way am i the wrong way why am i not the right way so like it's a little bit of that uh like no matter how high they go in life like, it could be a president. It doesn't matter. They're still going to have, at the back of their mind, they're always going to second to guess themselves, always going to double check. They have high ideals that for themselves, high standards for themselves and others that they're not always able to meet. There is um, an aspect of redheads that are very aristocratic and very refined. That's not everybody. Because there's almost like a witchy archetype as well with redheads. Um, the, 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 the druid kind of like um, medicine woman. Um, and then you have the other side of the spectrum, which is very aristocratic. Now, it can be both. For some people, it's both. Um, and because of that, redheads, and they're the more aristocratic redheads, um, are, they are attuned to the energies of Venus, actually. And so they're very, they pay a lot of attention to appearances. Um, they pay a lot of attention to decor, like home decor, interior design, fashion, all of these things. And it's because it's very Venusian, like they like decorating, appearances really matter to them. You know, uh, how something comes across really matters to them. So they would be very intentional about like the gifts that they give and like the wrapping needs to be perfect. There are perfectionists, they are perfectionists, mind you. It's because they always second guess themselves. So they feel like they have to overcompensate by being a little bit of a perfectionist. They, uh, yeah, and like I said, the, the, the curse here a little bit is the health. And there is definitely a correlation with redheads. The less time they spend in nature, the more problems they have with health. Uh, because nature, 
and Earth um, is naturally able to replenish their energy resource and uh, remove all of their distortions. But if they're not allowing themselves to spend enough time in nature, they are um, they're not going to be as healthy. Redheads are also the most prone to, compared to others, they're more likely to either not have children or to have fewer number of children. People with the most number of children are the brown, brown, brown hairs. Brown hair heads um, have the most uh, children because, again, they are the most communal. If the redheads are not communal. They have their, um, they have their tribe and they trust, but they don't really need to have like a, you know, an entire villager to know an entire entire town like they're not that's not how they built their um self-esteem but their self-esteem could be uh, based on achievement as well um so they, they are likely to like set audacious goals for themselves and um you know um just go 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 um so like burnout is actually very very common in redheads as well uh because they are they don't know where to stop they don't always know their boundaries because it seems like, and they do have access to a lot of energy that's coming from the sun, right? So they think they have an unlimited energy reserve um, until it crashes and burns and, you know, or they crash and burn. And then they're like, okay, well, I'm really at zero now. And they're not always very good at understanding how low their battery is. And so for the redheads, one of the challenges is to never make sure to run out of battery. And so like schedule the time off. Force yourself to stop and not keep going. Like you need your weekends, you need your vacations, like you need your uh, replenishment time, and don't allow it to go too far um, without you know being able to replenish. Now, these are the main hair colors that are natural. Like I said, if you choose to color your hair something else, um, it is because you're obviously it's a means of self-expression, and you're going to borrow a little bit of the energies of that color, right? Now, very often, right, people who um, choose to color their hair are either subconsciously trying to connect with an elemental kingdom, right, or an element for that matter, right? Like redheads as fire, obviously, you're trying to connect with hot fire, depending as some purples are also fire, depending on, on if, if it's a reddish purple, then yes, if it's a bluish purple, um, that's um, not usually fire. Uh, it can be ether that you're trying to connect to. Obviously, blue is water, green is earth, uh, browns is earth, uh, white is air, you're trying to connect to air. Gold is also ether or air. Um, so, but very often, you know, people who color their hair either are going to be uh, missing a particular energy in their life, right? Some of them would be connected to an elemental kingdom and uh, for, you know, a lot of the people with a lot of mermaid lives, um, fairy lives, elven lives um, would feel that incessant need to want to color their hair. A lot of star seeds color their hair because they have memories of looking um, something, uh, looking differently on another planet, right? So usually colored hair is either an extraterrestrial co connection or an elemental connection. And like I said, you're going to have most of the energy is still going to be your natural hair color, um, and um, until you, um, until and unless you dye your hair, um, I did not ask the collective for the questions, but I still received the questions. So thank you. Um, the question is, what happens when you go gray? When you go gray, you're still maintaining about sixty percent of your original energy. 
right, of the hair. At uh, 40% is the energy of the gray hairs, which actually, ironically, represents, well, not ironically, it's actually da, like, okay, sure. It represents wisdom. Um, so gray haired people are, or the gray hairs, enable you to connect to the collective consciousness of humanity on autopilot, as well as tap into, obviously, the, the um, experiences that you have, right? So um, again, w when you go gray, that is a sign of wisdom, right? Because usually it happens later in life, but also an innate ability to connect to the collective consciousness of humanity and be a little bit more intuitive through there, right? Because again, gray hairs are kind of like white and the white is kind of like blonde. So they may borrow a little bit of that intuitive streak from the blonde people, but of course it's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, but yes, that's what it would enable you to do. Connect to the collective wisdom of humanity and to your own, right? So signs of wisdom, like the wisdom teeth. Um, all right, my darlings. What are the questions from the collective around hair color that I can respond to today? If you have a question, please, um, yeah, please um, say it, uh, state it now. The question is, what is happening with me if I cannot settle on a particular hair color and I keep changing it? And in this particular case, I think the, the, the colors are like really out there. Like it's like the reds, the blues, etc. To be honest, um, that is, you're, you're probably on a, on a deep self-discovery journey. And your hair is helping you figure out who you are better. Um, and helping you, it's it's like your, it's almost like a navigation tool for you. It's like a compass, right? So when you color your hair, right, your energy shifts in the same way that your energy shifts when you just get a haircut. Because of that, right, like what you're essentially doing, right, and what your soul is thirsty for is new experiences. But perhaps you also haven't, quote unquote, found yourself or found how to be comfortable in your own skin. So you're going through an experimentation phase experimentation phases are completely normal. Um, so that could be one reason why you just keep going through different hair colors, not settling on one. The um, other reason could be you're moving through a lot in your life. And usually like color is therapy, right? Like you would wear certain colors for therapeutic benefits. Uh, like, I don't know, if you need more solar energies or if you need to strengthen your connection with your father, you would wear the yellow, for instance. If you need more courage, if you need to be more decisive, um, you know, you would wear a red um, or like project yourself better, project your power better, you would wear a red. Same thing goes for hair, right? So if you're going energetically through a roller coaster and everything is changing like 5,000 like times a minute for you, then you may be called to change your hair more often than not to match the energies so you can better adapt to the outside world or the happening in your life, right? So that that could be the other reason why you're changing your hair. I, uh, yeah, I'm ready for the next question from the collective. Anything that is hair color related. The question is, if you don't have any hair and you are currently bold, does your hair, natural hair color still impact your energy? And the answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely yes, it still does, right? Even if you currently are bold, for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter. Your natural hair color that you were born with stays with you for the duration of, of your life until you from your first breath to your last breath. So yes, it would still impact your energy. It would still impact how other people see you, feel you, perceive you. It would impact, you know, what you do even, 
uh, despite the fact that you are bald. Now, uh, the more hair you have, like the longer your hair, the more impact it's going to have on you though, right? So yes, those energies still run in you, but to what degree? People with longer hair, with thicker hair are, um, you know, they just um, display the characteristics, their natural characteristic of, char characteristics of their hair color a lot more than people with shorter hair, you know, obviously dyed hair, or, you know, when they completely have no hair, right? Like it's diminished, but not to the degree that it doesn't matter. You would still be kind of like um, emanating energy based on your original blueprint. That is a very interesting question. So thank you for asking. There is um, one more question that I would like to take on anything that's hair related and ideally hair color related. Um, yeah. What is the question? The question is, how can I, can I help my child somehow to move through life better um, by using this, this hair coloring knowledge? Like, should I be coloring, um, you know, the, 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 the hair of my kid if I believe that, you know, one of the, like, if I believe they would be better off with another hair color? And also, what do I do if my child, second, secondary question is, what do I do if my child is asking me? to color their hair a crazy color, like pink or red or whatnot. Like, what is the right thing for me to do as a parent? Like, should I allow them or should I not? Okay, I'll, I'll take these in the order that they have been received. First is, can you impact your child's um, destiny, shall we say, by changing their ha hair color? Yeah, to some degree, like 20%, right? Uh, remember when you dye somebody's hair or your hair, rather, like 20% of the energy changes. That being said, though, I wouldn't recommend for you as a parent to step up to the occasion and say, hey, this is a choice that I want to make for my kid. Because, you know, you know, A, coloring hair is not necessarily the healthiest thing to do for a kid anyway, or for adult for that matter, if you're using crazy chemicals. But if, if your kid wanted to come with a particular hair color, they would have, right? So if they're blonde, it's because they want it to be blonde. If they're redhead, it's because they want it to be a redhead. If they're, you know, black hair, it's because they want it to be black hair, right? And probably up, in, up until they turn, turn 18, there's no point so much in coloring their hair. And if they choose to when they're already an adult, they can, you know, do whatever they want. Yeah. If your kid, though, comes to you and says, hey, mother, father, whoever, I want my hair a certain color, should you, should you listen or should you not? And, you know, here you should definitely at least pay attention. You should at least pay attention because there is something that your child is trying to communicate to you. Either they're lacking a particular energy or they need to connect with a particular element or elemental kingdom, or they're just maybe missing home as a star seed and it would make them feel a little bit better if they had the hair of a different color. Now, that being said, with kids, right? They change their minds all the time. I would at least start with getting them a wig and like play dress up, right? Like if they want red hair, get them a wig and be like, hey, you can play dress up in the house, right? Now, if they get the wig and still asks and still keep asking you to color their hair, maybe you consider it then. But, you know, I wouldn't proactively, uh, proactively nominate, you know, a, a kid, um, my, my child to, to wear a different, um, hair color just because I feel like, okay, like red is cool or something. Um, all right, my darlings. Well, thank you so much for asking the, the, the fun and amazing questions. 
please let me know if you're watching this on YouTube. Please let me know if you resonate with your hair color or, you know, if not, I would love to uh, to hear what you have noticed about your hair and energetically um, what you think it gives to you. And thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Bye, loves.